Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of our Rebels Rewatch. I keep having to I remind myself. I was wondering myself, if you're going to get it this I time. I keep having to remind myself it's not the Clone Wars. I can rewatch the Clone Wars anytime. <laughs> Maybe in five years. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it's been a little while since we uh, put this out. We missed last week. Um, we've explained more than enough on other episodes that, you know, just new work transitions and whatnot. Yeah. So we're updating the schedule to work that out. So if you're looking at your calendar and saying it's not Friday, no, it's not, but this is to help us catch up and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So uh, our plan is Friday to put out the episode on Friday. Um, mm -hmm. So that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep you updated. That's why you should follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook so you stay up to date on all that good stuff. But um, no, uh, th this week we're trying something new with how we record to hopefully circumvent the busyness of, of life and whatnot. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's trial and error. We're only one year old in this, so... I mean, yeah, yeah, and baby, right? You you don't expect a a, a one year old child to manage a Fortune five hundred company, so stop expecting so much of us. We're we're a toddler. <laughs> Fortune five hundred. We're company. babies. We're little. We're we little Star Wars babs. We so. are a trash can out in the back of the yard. Five hundred company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we got. We, but we talk about Star Wars, so there's yeah, that. At we're least. a dumpster fire with legs. Let's there be honest. Um, so yeah, so we're moving on. Last week we, well, the last time we uh, did this, we talked about the first, technically two episodes or technically mm -hmm. one episode, depending on how you come at it. But we talked about the introduction to Star Wars, um, Spark of Rebellion, and so now we're getting into more normal episodes. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about two today because they're both eh, rather light, I'd say, I guess. Yeah, very, very fluffy, I'd say. Yeah, so they're they're just kind of in between moving the story along and whatnot, so yeah. not uh, not what I feel will be a whole lot um, to dive into. Yeah, we say it's light, but they steal a freaking TIE fighter. They do. Yeah. Well, not in this episode, but in, <laughs> no, in, in, the in next one, one. Yeah, in, in one of the episodes, yeah. yeah. So it's mostly uh, hijinks and, and fun and just kind of doing what they got to do um, to keep the business alive and keep, you know, I mean, well, at least with the first episode, it's, you know, the whole thing starts with them just needing money. They need the, yeah. they need to uh, keep things going, keep fuel in the, in the ship and whatnot. And so they mm -hmm. take a job in order to do that. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. Um, I will say that, well, cause, okay, so. I mean, this starts off like that. Yeah. They end up sticking it to the Empire in this one. But the next episode's kind of just by accident. Yeah. Like, they, you know, they're not intending to cause harm <clears throat> to the Empire. Yeah. So, like, do you prefer when it's more on point of they're doing something specifically to target the Empire or mm -hmm. what? I mean, it's only the first few episodes, so, you know, are you ready for them to start taking on the Empire or... Um, no, because Rebellion are babies at this moment. Um, I don't think that they can do any serious damage at the moment. Well, and they're um, not even the Rebellion. Not even the Rebellion. I mean, we get some... Rebels. We, we uh, get some of the, a glimpse into the future ahead um, at the end of uh, this first episode. Mm -hmm. But for, for all intents and purposes, I mean, they're more like a gang. You yeah. know, they're they're... I mean, they're the ghost crew. I don't mean gang as if they're violent or disorganized, but mm -hmm. they're more in the sense of they aren't really trying to screw over the Empire. 
No. They're just trying to do their thing. They're just happy to do so in the meanwhile. Right, right. And it yeah. just kind of escalates from there. You know, in this one, it doesn't start with screwing over the Empire, but that's ultimately what accomplishes their goal. Yeah. Um, the next one, it's vacation gone wrong, essentially, I guess. Mom sent <laughs> us to the market to get milk, and, and we you know, screwed yeah. it up. Six hours later. We stole a car. <laughs> right. Um, but we're fine. It's fine. It's fine here. It's all um, good. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Pretty squishy. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll start with, uh, we start with episode three. Mm-hmm. So Spark of Rebellion, again, is technically two episodes. So yeah. this is episode three and four, but we're starting with three because three comes before four. I thought you learned this in kindergarten, Jake. 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 I wanted to say Jim, and then I switched to Jake. No, because Jim knows how to count. Jim knows how to count. He's a good boy. Um, But no, episode three, Droids in Distress. Yes. Um, Indeed. I I forgot how early... It, it, it was this mm-hmm. one and then the episode that we're going to talk about Friday. Those are two episodes I completely misunderstood where they fall in the timeline. Yeah. It felt like they were much later... I don't know why, because um, it's literally episode three. But for some reason, my brain was like, wait, we're already on this part? Because mm-hmm. um, we see C-3PO, we see R2-D2. Which they're, was startling. They're the droids in distress. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, we see Bail Organa. And it's just these things that, like, we know eventually they become part of the rebellion. Yeah. But I it's mean... like, episode three, wow, I really didn't realize it started hinting at that so early. Oh, yeah, and Bale's, he's looking pretty young, um, relatively. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I want to say, well, does it say somewhere here? Uh, it doesn't It's look 5 like BBY, it. so oh. it's five years before episode four. Mm-hmm. So, well, but to be fair, he looked pretty young in, well, that's, that's really just because Jimmy Smith isn't that old. That's true. But, um, in Rogue One, he looked fine. He had a, they added a little bit of gray, but for the most part, he's aged very well in general. He has. He's a good looking fellow. I mean, we have the benefit. We never saw Bale in episode four. Right? You know, we knew he was on Alderaan, but we never saw him. So it's one of those, they have the benefit of being like, you know, we can use Jimmy because, you know, there's no old Bale. There's just dust. (laughs) So. I'm going to kick you really (laughs) Um, hard in the teeth. But anyway, so yeah, so Bail Agrana, uh shows up, which means Phil Lamar shows yeah. up because apparently he's the only one that can do a Jimmy Schmitz. Uh, and Smits or Schmitz? Smits? Uh, Jimmy Smits? 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 Yeah. Smits or, Sh- Smits, Smits or Schmitz? Smits. Smits. It's yeah. Smits, not Smitch. It's like him, I get that him way, and way too long. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Simpson mixed up all the time. I get, I get him and, um, uh, what's it, um, Schmitz from, uh, is it New Girl? Schmidt. Schmidt? <laughs> Yeah. Schmitz, Schmidt, or <laughs> right. Schmidt, Schmitz, or Smitz. Say that five times fast. Get yourself in trouble. You're going to get into a lot of trouble. Therefore, I'm going to go ahead and stop you and say um, they're looking at, uh, they're looking at stealing some weapons. Yeah, uh, yeah. so, yeah, this, this kicks off just because, you know, they need money. Yeah. Um, and apparently Kanan already knew about... A job from Visago, which yeah. he was uh, briefly in the in the Spark of Rebellion part, yeah. right? Yes, yes, he was. So um, Visago seems to be the guy. He's a he, first of all Davronian, which is mm-hmm. nice. 
It's nice to see a not very common species. Right. And we get a character who's an Aqualush in the same Yeah, episode. yeah, some sort of... Um, I think he's a senator. Is he a senator? Hang on, let me see. Let's see. Makatua and her Aqualush companion, Amda Wabo. He's the one providing the weapons, is, yes. is what we need to know. But yes, an Aqualush. Yeah. Um, yeah, this episode is like a march through like the cantina aliens at some points like because we've yeah. got a godel in the back we got an aqualish here we've got um get the devronian we got the devronian that's pretty much it for this episode yeah you're right i thought there was more <laughs> well we're talking about two episodes yeah. so we could get a weak way in in there somewhere uh, somewhere um but yeah so he kind of seems to run the market technically we do have a weak way in in there because Why? jim cummings are you sure he plays him? I'm pretty daggum sure. I, I don't think so. You can, you can double check. I'm double checking, but... Double check. Um, so we've got Madam Buttface here, uh, who is, who needs the translation, because she does not speak Equilish. Um, I appreciate when languages are named after just what, what, where you're from. You right, know I mean? it's straightforward. Yeah, like he, Spanish comes from Spain, or you know. Uh, he is not voiced no? by Jim Cummings. Oh, no, but these. he's voiced. So interesting connection, and this is why I love voice acting. I can't remember what, but there was an episode we were talking about something, and I just geeked right out. Yeah. Uh, just all kinds of stuh. But uh, it's Keith Shrzbaska. Uh, it's a Russian name, I believe. Yeah. The, so, it's, but what's interesting the? is he played um, Laserbeak in episode. Three, uh, the Dark of the Moon Transformers movie. Um, he played Laserbeak. Um, Jim okay. Cummings is one of the original voice actors for the original G1 series. So it's just one of those little connections. Okay. So I like it I when mean, you know stuff. He, it's fancy. He's been, in, he's been in quite a lot. Um, What's another thing he's been in? I, just, I'm, I specifically know him from Transformers because I remember looking up because in that Laserbeak talks, he's not supposed to talk. He's a freaking bird. Um, but he talks for some reason, so, um... Oh, it's that guy. Yeah, he's been in, oh, well, that's film performances, um, television, that's still not what I'm looking for. Well, he's in Avatar, additional voices, mm. um... Who did he play in Avatar? Oh, wow, he was in Castle. Really? I love that show. Great show. He was in Supernatural, G.I. Joe Renegades, and so forth, um... Do, 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 do. Huh. Yeah, all kinds of things. He played Wolverine in the Spider-Man 2 Welcome game. to uh, Nerd Herder Reads Wikipedia real quick. Yep. So, it's But like, this is this, these are the interesting yeah. things. You probably never even asked yourself who plays Visago, but yeah. here's a guy with much talent. Because I assumed it was Jim Cummings. <laughs> similar inflections. It's very similar. Let's be like, honest. But. Um, it's almost as great of a segment as Nerd Herder quietly does math in their head. Right, yeah. That was my favorite. So, yeah, um, yeah they, they take the job. I mean, Visago's not a big component. He just provides no. the job. But as they end up on a ship. He's the fence. Right. They end up on a ship with... Yeah. Um, I, she's a minister, I guess, from Lothal. Mm -hmm. And uh, someone, which we already kind of said, he's providing her with weapons and thereby mm -hmm. providing the Empire with weapons. Yeah, it's a, it's a commuter shuttle that goes between one planet to another. Which, it's a much sleeker, cool-looking ship, but it's clearly based off the Star Tour shuttle. Which is hinted heavily well, by... 
Yeah, the have Rex. Yeah. Well, not Rex. It's not Rex, but it's it's the same model it's kind of droid. So here's the stinking thing. Here's the stinking here's the, thing. Here's the stinking thing. Not the stinking thing. Freaking Paul Rubens. Yes. Yes. I didn't know until now. He played Rex. Yes. He's the voice of Rex. I swear I've told you that before. They got him here for one line. It's the sassiest, best line in the episode. Because the minister... Because the whole plot, which is a really clever plot, by the way. It's so well executed. Right. So their thing is to get the translator droid for the Imperials, Mm -hmm. which happens to be C-3PO. Which you can't have 3PO without R2. So, of course, R2's there for some reason. Because Um, they're married. And so it's like they get... They need to get him away, so Chopper causes a distress. Which, Chopper is always too eager to cause a distress. Right. He was having way too much fun with this. Every episode, <laughs> I love Chopper I, I just love... He's just having fun zapping Ezra. Um, and so he causes a distraction, and Kanan, acting as a separate uh, shuttle commuter, is like, hey, isn't there a rule against droids? Yeah. And so they move him to the back, but the minister's like... Well, they're with me on Imperial Business, and freaking Ron stinking Rubens, Paul Rubens, Paul sorry. Paul Rubens. Ron Paul Rubens. Pee-wee Herman, <laughs> if you're not sure who uh, that is. Is like, sorry, it's regulations. And, and his Imperial. little visor closes. It's, it's so sassy. an Imperial regulation. <laughs> it just turns around. It's so great. I love this little bit yeah. so stinking much. I, I'll be honest. I just like seeing Paul Rubens anywhere I can get him. I just, as long as he's not Pee-wee, I'm fine with it. I, I hated that show. I know, yeah, where am I? <laughs> and on the complete opposite end of that spectrum, I love Pee Wee Herman. Um, I hated Jombie the Genie, but I love Pee Wee So Herman. once they uh, get the droids away, then Sabine acts all friendly and's like, oh, I can translate for you. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I'm which a she, level. Yeah, she's like, I'm, I'm a food. Yeah. Uh, but she can't actually translate. Yes. She purposely mistranslates. Um, which they just got lucky, I guess, because right, because uh, it's in Bay Seventeen, but yeah. Sabine says seven. Yeah. So much like English seven seventeen, mm-hmm. like there's just an extra thing to make it the next number. Yeah. So, I guess they just got like, what happened if it was like two? Mm-hmm. Like two doesn't sound like twelve. <laughs> so we've also I don't got know. another little uh, Macquarie nod in the back of the shuttle oh the other protocol yeah. droid the other protocol droid is the original designer yeah movie. that's i love the look of that it one it looks so fantastic it, it's one of those things where i don't know if i would have liked three peel if he looked like that at first mm-hmm. but i like thinking about if he looked like that yeah get ready for our uh next main show because we're going to talk about a certain still from a certain teaser trailer Oh, yeah, Insta-Kill yeah. 3PO. Insta-Kill um, 3PO. <laughs> yeah, look for that tomorrow on the main show. Hey! So, yeah, so they just basically mix up the numbers on where the weapons are. Yeah. And their plan is to get there first and take them. And it would have worked. It almost worked. It almost worked. It almost could have been a little accident. Well, really what it is, is they would have calmly made their way yeah. to Bay 17 but when Chopper tried to distract them, mm-hmm. it, what tipped her off was she was like, that's the same droid from earlier. And then, mm-hmm. the, so then it was like a red alert, like, oh no, we need to go now. Yeah. It wasn't like a, oh, this is a minor inconvenience. Let's take our time, stop by the, the gift shop and pick mm-hmm. ourselves up a little commemorative Rex Funko Pop. Like, no, it was <laughs> like, like we a- we have on the shelf Yeah, there. dope. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, so they rush back and, and 
um, try and stop. So what's interesting, though, yeah. um, is that, well, okay, so first of all, we kind of got o- over a point I wanted to talk about, but before we, um, some, before we move on, I want to go back to, so R2 and 3PO show up. Yes. How'd you feel about that? I was surprised, honestly. Like, I was very surprised. I didn't think they were going to show up in Rebels, honestly. Well, that was another thing to me that was like, oh, they didn't wait long at all Mm -mm. to bring in these legacy characters. Because you can't bring in too many legacy characters. No. Um, But yeah, I just, for some reason, didn't remember them being in so early. R2 and 3PO have been in every iteration of Star Wars. Right, well, and that's something I wanted to talk about. because wild. Like, do you get tired of that at any point? Absolutely like when, not. When does it stop? <laughs> no, I love my nervous boy and his emotional okay. support trash can. Okay. I'll, I'll, well, Solo was the only movie they did not show up in Solo. Did they not? So, no, no. Huh. Solo, Solo was the first movie to break tradition. Huh. So I it, have a good feeling about that. What was that Solo? Yes. That was Solo. That I was lo- Solo. Right. He gets in the pile see, of seat and he says, I have a good feeling about see, this. See, that's what I like is I like that they did variation. Like, they, yes. you got to keep it interesting. It's, 3PO and R2 showing up all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's you know? how you do a different take on legacy characters, in my opinion. Right. It Solo did so many great things with the character of Han Solo. It gave him a backstory. It gave him... an emotional reason to be so closed off. It gave him so much meat to his story that we never had before. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just the space cowboy who just gallivanted off and kissed Princess Leia because he's a scoundrel. <laughs> but that gave him so much more. Yeah. I love Solo. Hashtag Solo 2. Please. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with 3 and R2. <laughs> Listen. I, I appreciate the impromptu, uh, here's why Solo's amazing. <laughs> because it's amazing, that's why. Uh, but, like, I mean, did you feel like anything was lacking because you didn't get a cameo from 3PO and R2? Like, would you, like, because yeah. there gets to a point where, like, how are you supposed to make it work? You know, like, mm-hmm. ha- they can't keep showing up everywhere. I get it because I think R two is mostly on reconnaissance. For well, a lot yeah, of the here. Story. So here we learn like three PO and R two were on the same mission. They yeah. were just three PO just didn't w- know about it. Well, yeah. Well, as, as you do because he didn't know about the whole spring and Han from the Bokey thing. No, because <laughs> freaking three PO is a blabbermouth. Well, yeah, but he's gonna spoil it, and he sells it though. He does. Like, when he has a hissy fit because he doesn't know what's going on, he sells it. Because Nobody listens to R2. That's how I feel. <laughs> right. It's All just like, beat boop, beat boop box over there. Like, he's yeah. having, like, you know, how many people speak, you know, 8-bit? But, but, uh, but everybody speaks complaining goldenrod. Um, you're not wrong. <laughs> Apparently Anakin speaks so, beat boop. Well, anyway, so I wanted to talk about that. But, with the, so, but what's interesting, though, is when they do get the weapons, we mm-hmm. get our first hints and later we get more of a bit of backstory for Zeb Mm -hmm. Uh, another thing kind of early on so that moment was so well done well I like that there was the the when they first see the weapons there's this reaction yeah they don't really talk about it he like jumps back but then later they revisit it yeah yeah so because apparently these are t7 ion disruptors Mm -hmm. um and ion weapons in general in star wars are like emps they just short out electronics but apparently these are like super violent and they're illegal and were banned because they were used against um 
living creatures, specifically yeah. his species. There's there's a term for it, but there I think I, it's not sonic weaponry, but there is a way that you can manipulate sound waves. And it liquefies way. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And there <laughs> I are, don't know what it's called, but you, yeah, can, you sound are, can liquefy things. Yeah, there are crowd control weapons mm. that are. Oh yeah, they're sound oriented. That. Yeah, they're. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I imagine it's kind of the same thing. Also, there is another alien species that we did not catch the first time. I don't remember. Oh, Ugnaught. Ugnaught. There's an Ugnaught in the background. Sorry. There you go. I got my aliens. Um, yeah, so it's really... So we get the backstory of, well, why the heck are we only just now seeing this purple Chewbacca? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our, our rare hairless Wookiee, as they <laughs> tried to call him in the last episode. Yeah. Well, we get some backstory. Apparently his race was... I mean, because there's even a moment where they're, like, in the Lasad. I didn't think there was any of those. And um, General Sideburns, freaking yeah. uh, Agent Callus shows up, and he's like, only a few. And it, we find out later, when he confronts the rebels, mm-hmm. he's like, I gave the order to use the disruptors, which is like, yeah. ooh, there, oh no. I've said this to you before. I don't think I've said it on the podcast. I don't think Callus is going to last very long. He go die. He's either going to die or he's going to have, like, an epiphany. Well, one interest. So, when he shows up, so it's not just that he has some history with Zeb's people. He pulls out the uh, bow staff, mm-hmm. the same one that um, Zeb uses, but his is yellow instead of purple. But um, Zeb has a moment because he's like, only the honor guard can use that. And he's like, I know, I took it from him. And it's just a lot of really interesting way to do yeah. backstory. We don't need the exposition we don't need flashbacks. This is yeah. really good delivery Absolutely. of character development. And I would love it if Zeb just like jumps on that boy's shoulders and rips his head off. <laughs> because that would be a fantastic if only it were in a kid's show. McSideburns. Um, in the end, Ezra ends up saving, saving Zeb. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. m- most of the weapons get taken by Visago. They most destroy the rest to defeat the Empire. Um, but none nonetheless, they get what they set out for, which is money from um, Bail Organa. Yeah. So that they retor- return the droids um, to Bail. Don't know who he is. He doesn't introduce himself or anything. No. But there's a really cool interaction with him and Kanan where he says a little yeah. Jedi proverb. And Kanan's like, wait, you... Wait a minute, that's a Jedi thing. Right. I, li- I, that was... I think that's the actual line. Is That's a Jedi thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, isn't that a Jedi thing? And then they just kind of usher him along and whatnot. Bye. But, um, and then he sits with R2 and's oh. like, okay, what, what'd you learn? That so scene. That's a really so good... Great. Again, this is really good behind mm-hmm. the layers exposition. Because it's like, yeah. okay, that's why. Because 3PO and R2 were there... For the same thing, the disruptors. Yeah. And just so happened to get footage of supposed future rebels and whatnot. Um, that's an easy way to explain why the heck were they there? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's not really explored in show. You know, yeah. they were just along with the minister. So that's a really nice way of showing, okay, they had a purpose there. They weren't just there to be shown off and like, ooh, look at these classic characters we love yeah. and whatnot. And as a, as much as I was not expecting uh, R2 and 3PO to show up, I was not expecting even more uh, Bail Organa to show up. It was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good way to cap it all off. And and like I said, it's those subtle things that show the connective tissues of what's going to be um, eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, again, even though I apparently forgot that it happens so early, so but. We see from the beginning, 
where where our little ghost crew is, is heading. So, mm-hmm. um, was there was there anything else specifically with this episode you wanted to talk about? No, I mean literally my only uh, note was droids. <laughs> I like droids. I just want to emphasize it was still a really good plan. It was a great plan. That was plan. a really I really liked the complexity of it almost. Like it's a really yeah. good like I expected freaking um, hottest man alive. Um, George Clooney to show up eventually. Like I thought, That's I was watching the an Ocean's Man movie. Alive. Well, it was on, it was in the magazines for a long time. You know the magazines, those I ones, the have, ones at the I checkout. I know the magazines, but I've never once thought of. George <laughs> oh my Clooney gosh! As the yeah, no, man alive. no, but but that's what everything's. Every hottest man alive is never the hottest man. Like no one, no one can ever unanimously agree. Sorry, Hugh Jackman. No one can ever unanimously agree. Yeah, but you agree with me. No. <laughs> okay, then who? I don't have one. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Eh. Keanu Reeves is. Eh. I mean, because you get into all kinds of complicated. What's the definitions of hot? Like you know, because there's things that are attractive that are not hot, like muscles versus you know intelligence and all this. Like there's so many layers. Like be like stop looking in yeah. freaking magazines for what's attractive and what you should be looking for in a partner. Look in your heart. Search your feelings. You'll know them to be true. And then just, you know, think the heck out of that person. And then marry them. And then marry the heck out of them. And then live the... Do life the heck out of with them. Yeah, get a mortgage. And then die. Because we all die. We're all mortal beings. We're all just dust in the wind. Hey. (laughs) I mean, just so you know what to look forward to. I mean, it's going to happen eventually. But get you you a good-looking partner that's good to you and it doesn't matter what the magazines at Walmart checkout counter says. An existential crisis. <laughs> exactly. So, it, yeah. but yeah, no, it was you know a, it was a good heist episode. I don't know who the hottest man alive is. He's sitting right you? in front of me. Oh, me. I'm the oh, hottest man alive. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. It's you. That's a surprise. The okay. magazine of my heart said so. Ew. <laughs> that's called, called the, that's called the capillary. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I just you know I, I was yeah I was really impressed with the the plan. It was a good little heist thing. Um, I quite liked it and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a light episode, but still a fun one. Like, what I yeah. love about Rebels, and we'll talk about it more in the next one, I know, I know, but, like, I love that even when they're not, you know, defeating the Empire or sticking it to the man, their interactions with each other yeah. sell the whole episode. They're very genuine. They're very realistic. Right. Like, like it's that, good character. That, arc, that little bit between Ezra and Hera. It was such a like yeah, mother it was, son Yeah, it was like, hey, come in here. Uh, come yeah, like, uh, it, it's stuff like that where it's like the character interactions overall sell the whole episode. And that's, yeah. you know, that's what I love about Rebels. And that's why it does, like, you can't do a whole what's better, Clone Wars or Rebels, because two very different, different shows. So, but we'll get into it more because the next one has a lot of good stuff between Zeb and Ezra as they get into some hijinks uh, and whatnot. But yeah. uh, first we got a quick couple of ads for you and then we'll be back with that. All right, so hopefully you enjoyed all that stuff. Yay, um, ads. <laughs> right. Um, so oh, got some money. But business aside, um, Star Wars at hand. Yes. We're continuing on. We... Um, move from one arguably filler episode to another yeah. um, but again I don't feel like you miss anything no because <laughs> like the character interactions are fantastic 
uh, especially when it's an episode all about Zeb and Ezra. Yes. Um, the most sibling siblings. Yeah. So that now that was related. that was something. So do you feel like they're more sibling oriented, or do you feel like the troublesome uncle and nephew? Okay, kind listen. Of thing? Cause you are an only child, <laughs> which uh-huh. doesn't have much to do with you know growing up and stuff. But eh, I mean, yeah. it does. You, it does. You don't have to be nice. It does. I it mean, does. Um, I think the important the first, thing is yeah. that siblings or no siblings, that doesn't guarantee whether you're a gooder or badder person. Exactly. Like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it does. It does affect yeah. you. But it does anyway. affect you. Um, yeah, you've known me for long enough to know. Yeah, I mean, it, it one way or another. Yeah. yeah. Um, I grew up with three older brothers, two of which who were always at their at each other's throats. Uh-huh. And if you're listening, because well, they're twins. No, it was always Justin and Ryan. That also makes sense. Yeah, Ryan <laughs> at one point went up to mom and said, "He's gonna kill somebody someday." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. listen, if you're a teen with anger issues, don't take it out on your brothers. Or your siblings or your parents. Take it out on a pillow or something. <laughs> take it out on the man. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this situation that happens in, like, the first five minutes, that was every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, chasing each other I mean, this is this is still them when... This is all of you when you, yeah. when you get together now oh, as adults. <laughs> Chopper is me. I was the instigator. <laughs> because it's funny. At least you can admit that. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, you're the you're the tiny sassy little droid yeah. that just goes around poking people. Well, I was <laughs> I was the baby of the family, obviously, and I'm also the only girl. Yeah, Chopper so... can do no wrong. Yeah, Chopper well, can do no wrong. No, he gets he gets fussed at too sometimes, but sometimes. at the end of the day At the end of the day, it's like, Chopper. I love Chopper. You can't gosh, stay I mad love at Chopper. He's the best. <laughs> um like yeah. I I have a favorite droid boy. But he's a close second. So you so you think more sibling Absolutely. kind of stuff. Yeah, like I go back and forth. I mean, it's one of those things. It's kind of like the whole thing with Obi-Wan and Anakin where, yeah, sometimes it is more like brothers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's also, there's a lot of times where it's very parental as yeah. well. So it's like, you know, um, and I, it's interesting that they address that kind of dynamic between, you know, episode two, he's like, he's like a father to me. And in episode three, it's like, you were my brother. So it's really interesting to yeah. see the different dynamics depending on the relationship but um and it evolves over time yeah and you know there's later episodes where i feel like zeb's much more uncle in in terms of how he looks out for for the other characters but uh definitely here i think they're on a very sibling level in terms of of hijinks and and whatnot yeah, that was my knuckles, by the way. I didn't. Yeah, it's always your knuckles. Sorry. Goodness gracious! I, I didn't intend to do that. You never, you never do, but it I happens anyway. I intended to do that. Yeah. It I'm a very anyway. crispy person. I can't help it. <laughs> crispy, crackly, rice, rice crispy treats. Yeah. Um, yeah. This episode, anyway. it has one of my favorite openings. See, so this is the see, this <laughs> is the contradiction. Okay, yeah. so when you look at Wikipedia, um. Droids in Distress is episode three. This is yes. this episode, Fight or Flight, is episode four. Yes. On StarWars.com, Droids in Distress is episode one, and this is episode two. And Spark of Rebellion apparently is just completely separate. Well, it's like Twin Peaks. The pilot is the pilot. So the first episode. Here's is the here's first the thing: episode. the pilot's the pilot until the rest of the season's sold. After that, the pilot becomes episode one. Agreed it's way it's way more confusing mm-hmm. to start episode three 
as episode one than it is to say episode one is episode two. Wait, why? Oh, because of the pilot. That makes way more sense in my mind. But when you're like, oh, this is episode three. No, it's not. It's episode one. That's a whole mahogany (laughs) of... What's the word? There's a word. I don't know. It's like mahogany, but it's not mahogany. <laughs> Mahogany's wood. Mahogany is wood. Uh, concophony. 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 Um, concophony is what this is. Mahogany's wood. Um, but goodness gracious, <laughs> it's frustrating as heck. It was but, funny. but this is episode four. This is episode four. Because the pilot is yeah. now episode one and two because it got greenlit. Yeah, this like is episode four. Parents just don't understand. Right. Yeah, so um, as we kind of already alluded to, there's some things. So first of all, so again, this is early, and Ezra, it starts off with Ezra trying to practice yeah. his Force stuff because he hasn't been trained yet, which there's a great thing between Hera and Kanan where it's like, oh, we're going to talk about this later. Oh, you haven't started training? What? Exactly. It's the most like married couple. Um, but so he's trying to lift a, a uh, cup, Yeah. and we see it lift, and he's like, oh! And, did it. But then it's freaking Chopper. Yeah. Who then chucks <laughs> he throws the it entire out. bowl <laughs> at Ezra. Exactly. He gets bored. Oh my gosh. But um, so he instigates this whole thing between Ezra and Zeb yeah. to where it eventually leads to Hera just kicking them off the ship with the grocery list. Yes. Because Mama needs some time off. Yes. Which is something that my mother did. Often. Oh yeah, go go do this thing. Take your sister to school. Go get milk. Right. Go do something other than be here. Yeah. Um. I need you to stop needing me for like five minutes. But, um, yeah. So, uh, and the the funniest part I think is when, um, it's almost over and Zeb goes to lay down and they're in bunk beds. Ezra's the top bunk, and so it's. It's done, mm-hmm. quote unquote, for all intents and purposes. So Ezra goes to get in his bed, and then his bed collapses on Zeb. It does his stepbrothers. And then, yeah, and <laughs> but then uh, Chopper just shows he's got he's got the screws. Like he, yes, like it's it's a subtle thing that if you don't like, it's just so funny. It's it's Chopper just Chopper is so chaotic. And oh gosh, it. yes, he's a little crab boy who just maniacally laughs as a language. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's um, so great. So, and then this kind of, with them out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and address this. It gives yeah. this little subplot where Melorins. Sabine Mel- um, Sabine ends up going and painting their room while they're gone. Melons. That happens. Yeah. It's not Jogan fruit. It's Melorins. Yes. Okay. The, the daggum fruit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like um, alien fruit. They're, they're sent specifically after uh, Melorins. Melorins. Um, which kind of look like pears like prickly pears I guess um i don't know but uh apparently it's all it's they're not meant to actually get anything well it's i should like, clarify they're not meant to get the fruit i think yeah. they were actually meant to get the other stuff but zeb loses the other stuff yeah but in the end they get the freaking fruit so i like if i was hera i would be so ticked off cuz it's like yeah. the thing you weren't supposed to get you got and the thing you were supposed to get you lost yeah it's like uh, you guys go into the woods, go on a snipe hunt. Right, gonna go yeah. hunt some snipes. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what that is, um, just wander into camp? your local forest uh, at odd hours of the night, preferably around 3 a.m. Bring a flashlight and just face the east, uh, and eventually you'll find a snipe. Yes. Drink lots of water. 
Um, if you see a large... No water. No, no water? They, they actually came out and said that, like, you gotta drink, like, sugary drinks to attract the snipes. Oh. Uh, water actually deters them. They're, they're scared of clear liquids. Oh, no. So, like, the so, darker the drink, like Dr. Pepper or, um, or Coke. Yeah, um, and remember to leave an offering of baklava. While wearing yes. a balaclava, you cannot do one without the other. Right. Uh, and then you'll have you some snipes. Yeah. There you go. Whoever gets this is going to be yelling at us on Twitter, I'm sure. We are both camp counselors, by the way. <laughs> um, so anyway, so uh, yeah, they head in. Zeb goes to get the supplies. Ezra's supposed to get the fruit. He ends up talking to some old man, which don't talk to old men. Honestly, Jeez, that like, attracts snipes. No. Uh, he, he's apparently a friend of Ezra's parents or yeah. something. I like these little subtle things with Ezra's backstory. You know, much like with the whole Zeb thing of like, it's not directly oh this is you know like uh oops um, your notes. i like that it's more subtle than that you know it's through these kinds of small interactions mm-hmm. uh and later even zeb when they're passing by this guy's farm zeb's like is that a friend of yours and he's like of my parents and it's just things yeah. like that where it's just it's like little stuff and this he, kid's been through some yeah. stuff yeah so yeah. um they find some melu runs though but they're bought by the empire which, of course, means they have to steal them from the Empire. Of be- course, because Mom asked for Malurans. Right. Um, and then, of course, that goes as well as you'd expect. What I love, though, is when they split up and Zeb has his little side mission with the TIE fighter. Yes, where which he is, literally just grapples with it. Right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I love, because it's just, it's you know it's just Steve Bloom in a, yeah. in a studio going, Rah! Just like, no. <laughs> uh, but it's so funny because... I mean, you know, the TIE Fighter is the whole point of the episode, but I love that his idea is just like, I'm going to pounce on it. (laughs) Well, you know, it's not well known, but uh, Zeb is actually a, of the uh, jujitsu martial arts. Right. You know, you got to do a lot of grappling. You got to, you got to grab some sleeves. Oh my gosh. You know, jujitsu. Jujitsu. Jujitsu? I jujitsu. I jitsu. Jujitsu? Maga. No, Terrence Don't crap my god. That's illegal here. Um, Dryden taught me. Anyway, so there, there's this little side plot where um, the Empire approaches the... I gotta find his name because I can't keep calling him the weird old guy in the market. Uh, um, Mr... Ram- Murad Sumar. I'm gonna, call, was, I'm gonna call him old man in the market because that's way cooler. I gonna call him <laughs> Mr. McFeely. That's uh, ooh, the na- no, that's inappropriate. That's the name of Is that the, the guy that died on Sesame Master? Street? What's from a, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He was the I postman. I didn't watch this show, Morgan. How many times do I have to say? That's why I'm explaining it to you. He was a puppet, you mean? No. I thought the people in person. the village were puppets. No, he was a dude that delivered Mr. Rogers' na- mail. And when his does name Diego was Luna Mr. come McFeely. in? When does Diego come in? Isn't that, isn't that there, there's that show that's just, it's set in his little village. You mean Daniel Tiger? <laughs> oh, Daniel Tiger? I thought it was Diego or something. <laughs> Whenever I don't know, I just replace it with Diego Luna. Because <laughs> oh. it's a much better story when Diego Luna's there. <laughs> That's the handsomest man on the planet. There you go. Diego right Luna, Diego sure, Luna. have it. Um, oh, yeah, so the Empire approaches and it's like, oh, so are you going to sell your market? Or, uh, no, not his market, his farm. And it, it's, I don't know what it is. Like, how to make bad guys bad guys. They're trying to buy your issues. home. Right. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but they're like they're trying to buy something from you and yeah. you don't want to sell because it's like your home or something and you're yeah. just the you're, entire oh, plot I of the Goonies. My, right, yeah, I need my I home. Ooh. Like goodness gracious. <laughs> but like that's how you make bad guys bad guys. Well, we live in Augusta, Georgia, we where the home of the masters. And oh, we, people literally vacate their homes and pay you to be there. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But also, the Masters is currently on a tear where they are buying oh, yeah, up yeah. swaths of land. Well, because they make money for the city, and it's mm-hmm. one of those things. And so yeah. I, I feel like the Empire's goal here, he has a farm. I feel like yeah. they're trying to get the farm for... Well, no, actually, I know why they're doing it, but I can't tell you why. But they're buying up property, and of course, it comes up to this nice little old man. Um, <laughs> stop looking at me like that. No. You're going to watch the show. You'll get there. Um, so, but basically, so they do the Empire thing of, oh, you won't move out, see? Well, I've got a cannon. <laughs> and so he doesn't talk like this, but I, no. this is how I hear him. Cause, but he has sinus issues. Right. <laughs> um, so, got tissues for your sinus issues. Oh, I got tissues for so many So the cool thing is, so they enter a transport, a troop transport, the trivia for the day this troop transport is based off of a kenner thing kenner oh, made this uh it, this is not a star wars thing yeah um but, it's kenner it's fun right yeah who was the like voice the wasn't that who was that who played that voice i want to say it was one it was a voice actor we enjoy but anyway um no uh, yeah so, so let's go down the list. Right. When Kenner had the, the license for Star Wars, they made Star Wars stuff, but then they also, in order to make more money, would create new things. And they would yeah. just basically... I'll watch the documentary. Yeah, they would just basically run it across the desk and be like, is this cool? Is this yeah. fine? Is, can this work? Is this sexy? Is this neat? So if you're ever wondering, wait, why, wait, why are the prisoners outside the vehicle? That's because the vehicle for the toys was too small for them to fit inside. Mm-hmm. So they put compartments outside. Like, what if it barrel rolls? It's like... You're doomed. There's not the even seatbelts on this thing. Back in the day, if you wanted to make accessible toys where your little babies fit inside of it, you had to make a poly Pocket. Well, here it was all about... Like the play value. It wasn't about like functionality. It was about yeah, play value. Yeah, am I having fun right now? Right, and so you fitting 12 stormtroopers in a transport, yeah. that's fun. That's why they made Polly Pockets bigger later. And so. Because they went from like this. Which is the this. exact opposite of how they did other toys, where yeah. it's like it started big, then got small, like with G.I. Joe and everything. Yeah. Well, but that only happened because Star Wars made three and three quarter figures popular. That's true. And, like, Polly Pockets, the reason that they were so small is because they were literally, you could put them in your pocket and right. play with them anywhere. And that was the whole point. There was a whole toy set uh, that kind of ripped off Polly Pocket that was Star Wars. Micro Machines are just micro-machines. Star Wars Polly Pockets. There you go, Micro Machines. <laughs> I love Micro Machines. So, anyway, they take the old man, Ezra frees the old man, mm-hmm. and there's a TIE fighter there and some hijinkery and whatnot. Um, I love the bit when Ezra and Zeb are trying to pilot the TIE fighter, I'll say. Yeah. Um, I also, they're going back and forth because Ezra in the last episode saved Zeb. And so they're going back and forth with the whole I owe you junk yeah. and all this other. It's just, just, again, it's just these character interactions are the most entertaining thing about this episode. Uh, what I love, though, is after they save the guy, they, you know, uh, well, okay, we got to talk about this. Cause we got to talk about it. When they call Hera and report in, and they're like, you know, we, like, oh, wait, am I hearing ties? It's like, oh, yeah, we stole a tie. I love 
Kanan's dad reaction. He is such a dad in this moment. Uh, you, you, you did stole a what? <laughs> like, I mean, it's so ridiculous. And he and he's like, I ditch it. I mean it. Like, mm-hmm. like. Um, but I love the scene when Zeb and Ezra are in the cockpit after that, to where yeah. Zeb's trying to be all nice, so he hands him the pilot's helmet. Because Ezra he knows Ezra has, has a, a helmet fetish. But it's funny because Ezra's like, oh, I already have that one. But then Zeb has this little, like, Z- his feelings. Aww. His feelings got hurt. It was so dang cute. It's so precious. And so Ezra's like, but this one's cool. This yeah. One, yeah it's just, I'm like, oh, my gosh, guys. Yeah. That's so adorable. We don't know anybody with a helmet fetish. Uh, But, right, yeah. <laughs> Looks um, suspiciously at the shelf behind me. But then they return after getting rid of the TIE fighter and, and whatnot, and they're all buddy-buddy, and it's, yeah. it's all good again. They're all good. It, it's just another episode where I'm, just, I'm, I'm thankful for character interactions. Yeah, they you hand know. Hera her studded fruit. Yeah, right. Like Again, you lost what you were supposed to get, yeah. but at least you got what you got, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and they um, find out... This is a payoff of something that happened earlier where Hera walks into, well, tries to walk into Zeb and Ezra's room, and Sabine is in well, there. Oh, wait. Oh, super, super mom thing, too. Super mom because, thing. Because uh, she's like, this that's not your room. room. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, being like, or something. Decor- I love the moment where she thinks about saying something else, and mm-hmm. then she's just like, not my problem. Nope. Nope. I'm not nope. dealing with this. Not my actual children. <laughs> That's when she realizes, not my actual kids. Right. <laughs> I treat them like it, but I'm not. Because sometimes you got to step back. Um, yeah, I just, I love all the family it's dynamic. Great. And, I mean, it's only freaking episode yeah. four. It's only going to get better. It's yeah. only going to get more feely and whatnot. But um, yeah. We find out what Sabine was doing in the room. Yeah, she just paints a little, a little thing. I said that earlier when you were talking about freaking alien fruit. Let's when you're talking about your freaking melu runs and jogan fruit. It's more. Jogan fruit. My favorite. I can't believe they had Phil Lamar in the last episode. They should have been just like, hey, right. we're we're gonna have we're gonna have fruit in the next episode. Can you just say jogan fruit for us, please? It's just like Jogan fruit. Not even that. You just like <laughs> hear from like three miles away. Oh, God. <laughs> right, like what? What would have been funny is is like Ezra's trying to buy Melu runs, and the old man's like, "I ain't got Melu runs, but I got Jogan fruit." Jogan fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like that. That sounded like it came from Naboo. Right. It's like it's that freaking episode of like SpongeBob where just out of like chocolate. D. Bradley Baker, by the way. Also, uh, <laughs> anyway, but um, obviously fun episodes. Um, this is why folks don't skip. Filler can be yeah. fun too. I mean, it's it's yeah. great. And then we get another little annoyance by Chopper. What did he? What was the next one? He zapped him. Oh, he that's right. Away. Yeah, he just because Chopper just cannot have a happy ending. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and then it you know it ends on the it's the, it was their fault. Yeah. Uh, Chopper stuff. is absolutely the baby. Chopper the is my freaking spirit animal. <laughs> really is. I am Chopper. He is I. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Angry boy. Right. Crab. Boy. Right? I'm pretty sure. Like, put a cup of coffee in his hands, and that's me. That I- oh. Put a no, not his hands. His little clampers. Give me, <laughs> put, give me some coffee in my clampers. Wah, wah, wah. I just love the fact that they gave Chopper clop. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love that they're on his head in such a way right. that it's like. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love Chopper. His so arms much. are permanently raised. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we're that, but that's our episodes. Um, the next one we do. Um, this coming Friday, uh, according to plan, um, 
we're going into episode five. We're only going to talk about one episode. Um, I think it's an interesting one, mm-hmm. and it, it's due its whole episode. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, but we'll continue on with this. So hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. Now, I will say um, we mention it every time, but um, over on our Patreon page, obviously, Patreon it's a way for you to give to the show if you think we deserve it and we're awesome enough for it. But yeah. um, it's a way for you to give, but we also give back and have all kinds of awesome rewards. And one of the rewards we have, starting at $1, is you can join our Discord, which is like this private little community where you can hang out and interact and chat with us and whatnot. And part of Discord is dedicated to our Rebels Rewatch. Yeah. Every week we post, hey, we're talking about this episode, and we gather some thoughts and whatnot. And so if you join our Discord by joining our Patreon, then you can get featured on a future Star Wars Rebels episode. You can get your opinions out there on Star Wars Rebels and all that other stuff. It's just another way for you to be involved um, and a way for us to say thank you to anyone who supports the show and is awesome in doing that. And the other benefit to signing up, if you sign up this week, there mm-hmm. this is the last week of August, so it's the last opportunity, but August is Nerd Herder b- birthday month. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Um, and for our birthday, we are giving away swag packs uh, when you sign up at however much you sign up for um, you get a swag pack of Nerd Herder goodies and whatnot so uh, if you want to celebrate Nerd Herder's birthday with us then um, check out our Patreon page to do all that Uh, otherwise uh, we'll see you guys uh, in the next episode we got the main show coming up we got another Rebels episode all kinds of stuff Um, so yeah so we'll see you then make sure you're following us on all the social medias and whatnot and yeah anything anything you want to add so, uh, in the Galaxy's Edge cookbook, they uh-huh. have a recipe for portion bread. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's got steam. Is it just biscuits? It's just biscuits. It's just biscuits. There's gotta be something in there for Jogan Fruit. Yeah. Get ready. Get ready when the Galaxy's Edge cookbook comes out. Oh yeah. Out. Get ready. Nerd Herder cooking show is gonna oh. be happening. Um, but until then, I've been your herd leader, John Wayne. And I've been... Uh, stay scruffy, guys, and may the forest be with you. Bye.